Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time once again for, you know it's fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Brian Breaker. Welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 76. Aaron Anders will be my guest this week. He is returning. He was actually guest number two. Um, first met Aaron, geez, 2014 probably, maybe 2013 even, and, uh, you know, struck up a friendship, became pals, and... Uh, He's podcasted with me multiple times, but it's always a good time, and uh, it never ceases to amaze me, because I know he was one of the guys, like, man, we've podcasted before, what are we going to talk about? But it's just, he's just a fun guy to talk with. I've always enjoyed uh, talking with Aaron and chatting it up with him. He's kind of moved beyond the wrestling business, like many of us, but, uh, you know, that's something, a bond that we, me and him will always share, I feel like, and um, yeah, great conversations. It's uh, just really, really good guy to talk with. Um, big shout out to my guest from last week, referee James Simpson. Once again, I apologize for that show being up a little bit late. Um, sometimes work and everything just kind of, it gets going and you're just like, oh my God, I'm running out of time. And, you know, obviously TV Toycast is on hold a little for a little bit right now. We actually, a little insider information, we have a plan together to try to bring the show back. It'll be a little bit different than it was, but I think it will still be a good thing. It's just doing a podcast is a lot, a lot more than people probably realize as far as work, unless you yourself are a podcaster. And um, and I think a lot of people are like, I don't know how you do three podcasts. It really wasn't that much different for me because me and Bain have always, you know, just been able to record pretty easily and get together and make it happen. I was already doing interviews for Power Hour on my own time. And we were just filtering those onto the show. Well, we kind of switched that over to its own thing with this show, just doing interviews solo. So I'm doing more interviews, but, you know, it's not that much different. And then uh, the TV Toycast was just a, a fun toy-based show. So it really, I didn't feel like it was, like, all that much work necessarily. It was just... And, you know, there were times, yeah, I recorded an interview, a TV Toycast and Power Hour all in the same day. And that's a lot of recording for anybody, but I've always enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I think taking a break is a good thing. I am thinking this, and I don't know if that will change this show specifically, but do you, what do you guys think? And I, I'm just throwing this out there as a blanket question. Do you think the weekly format of a podcast is passe now? Like where it's, we have to put out a new show every single Sunday or Monday or Thursday, whatever day it might be, because I started thinking more about it, I'm like, does it matter, like, does it matter what day you release it, or you just, hey, we're going to put up a new show, and it's that, that number episode, I, I kind of wonder, like, if I, I think me and Bane have done this, where we put too much pressure on making sure we had a show out, when is it that big a deal, probably not, so, just something I always kind of think about, and keep in the back of my mind, um, I do know next week I will be out of town, but there still will be a show because I'm actually going to record the open and close. The interview's already in the can, which I'll announce at the end of the show. Um, 
but I'm going to record the open and close ahead of time so that way it's up and it's ready to drop and it's ready to roll and I don't have to worry about it while I'm on uh, vacation besides just promoting it. But honestly, you know, that's another thing. I run social media for three podcasts and that was taxing more than anything of just remembering like, okay, did I tweet it? Did I Instagram it? You know, and then just doing that one time, just that one time, is that enough? Probably not. You need to kind of stay with it. So it's definitely... Um, it's definitely a a job more than just a hobby at times, but I do enjoy doing it, and that's why I continue to do it, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it as well. I always appreciate people that check out my show, that listen to my show, and share it and talk about it. It's always appreciated, um, and so let's, uh, let's kick it over um, to my conversation with the one and only Aaron Anders. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Joining me once again, it's been a long time, actually, the one and only Aaron Anders. Aaron, how you been, man? I've been good. I've been good. Uh, I haven't been around since episode two, I believe. I know. So this is my this is my double pistols, Jack Gamble, coming back. <laughs> so you, you've actually now made more, because this is a different podcast. This is, you know, it's fake, right? You've made more appearances on here now than he has, so... Well, actually, Sonny that's Gamble. not true because he was in the Gateway Elite episode, but you guys are tied. <laughs> Damn it. All right. We're tied. Hey, but you know what? You've never beaten me in a match, and I'm retired now, so I, I've got the advantage. Boom. There it is. Yep. So uh, I was just thinking about this because we're doing this on Skype, which is more of a geographical issue, I think, at this point. But, um, man, me and you have podcasted in some places, have we not? <laughs> we we most definitely have. I think we've run the full the full gamut. Um, and then not to mention the, the couple episodes that we did of, uh, Breaking Ted yes. as well. Great name, by the way. It was. That, that's one that I would, would not mind bringing back, but I know you're a bit, very busy man with all of the podcasts that you have going on. I, I do have a bunch going, but that's one that I've actually thought about. I don't, so the idea, in case people don't know, the idea on that was we were going to watch every WCW pay-per-view from the Ted Turner buy until they closed the doors in 2001. We got to 1989. When, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it just it was one of those things where I was I was trying to uh, do the grind as well, and you had your things going on. It was very difficult to get together, and yes. it wasn't. I mean, it was before Skype and FaceTime and everything had really taken off as well. Well, so yeah, and made it made it feasible to do this as a podcast where we weren't physically in the same room because you and I have never lived in the same state as well. So right, and I had a. Uh... This old school Zoom recorder, it wasn't like the greatest piece of technology, but for what it was, it actually worked pretty well. I thought. And, I, I uh, will say, I will say this though: if if people do go back and they listen to those episodes and they see the release dates, we were kind of ahead of the curve on realizing that Lex Luger was actually the shit back in the day. We were like, I don't, I don't recall ever thinking that until we watched it, though, right? No, it was one of those things where it was just like, oh, if we had been watching wrestling during this era, we would have realized, yes, Luger is the man over Sting at this point. Well, it, but, and I think it started because early on he had a match with Flair, right? Maybe in the first show mm -hmm. that we watched. And I was like, you know, damn, like I know Flair's carrying him, but like Luger's hanging with him. And this is like a 30-minute match. Mm -hmm. And it was it was good. I think, and I think he had I think he had a match with... 
uh, Michael Hayes as well, where yes. where Hayes is getting ready to like hit him with a DDT, and instead of uh, going forward for the DDT, he takes a flat back to avoid the DDT, and I was just like, that is so good. Yeah, like that is inc- that is incredible. Well, but because I think we're all used to like '97 Luger when it was like. You know, like he didn't do much. And so I think it's easy no. to think like, ah, Lex Luger's not that good. But back in late 80s, man, he was killing it. He he absolutely was. And while while I'm saying this about Sting, I one of my one of my very good friends on on Twitter, obviously with everything that's going on with Sting right now, is he said that I didn't expect Sting to become AEW's Terry Funk. No, right? Like I thought Hey, we'll get like one or two cinematic matches. That's what we'll get. It's, and it's 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 so great, and it looks like he's having a he looks like he's having an absolute blast, and all of the things that he's doing, and it's just it's a lot of fun. It's it's nice it's nice seeing a guy from a completely different generation hanging in there with the younger guys and helping put younger guys over. So, but I also like him going out there. Like if he just does like one move we're all good like we don't need him to jump off a balcony but that's what he's doing you know <laughs> exactly it's it's wild you know Fun- funk was doing moonsault in 97 and you know it's 2022 and stings <laughs> jumping off balconies how crazy is that like didn't sting win the wcw heavyweight championship in 97 and yeah. now it's 97 yeah we're getting we're, we're, we're getting old when like 97's i'm bad at math is 25 years ago yeah Dude, that's yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, we're we're old now. I, see, I always had the theory, you know, because Cody Rhodes wears the blonde kind of flat top now, and his newer ring jackets are a little Sting esque, right? Uh huh. I'm like, oh, he's rocking the Surfer Sting paint. That's what they're geared up towards. And okay. then CM Punk wore it on Dynamite, and I wonder if that was the last straw. He's like, I'm screw it, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody. It's it's like uh, it's like. Jericho trying to get the GFO um, over forever, and then Moxley comes back and he's just like, "Get him the fuck out of here!" Yeah, so, yeah. It's, there goes my catchphrase. <laughs> it's so it's so crazy, but um, I feel like that's one thing me and you always had in common is just that love for all things wrestling, and I think you know even more for you than me, but like uh, almost a love hate for wrestling at times. Yes, it's it's definitely been that back and forth with me for sure. And, and thankfully, thankfully I'm at a point now where it's, it's love and not hate. So, and I mean, here, here's a crazy thing. I'm, I'm literally doing this. Um, I'm talking to you in my man cave at my house that I bought, which is something that I could never do if I was still wrestling. I own a home now. Um, I've got my, my WrestleMania 38 chair, sitting right next to me and I told myself that I would never go back to WrestleMania after the experience that I had at WrestleMania 32 and then I go to the exact same venue to watch a WrestleMania 6 years later and have the absolute time of my life watching wrestling with uh with Jason and Josh and JD it was a great great time just just getting to be a fan again isn't that what's what wrestling's about though. Like, isn't it about enjoyment? And I think that we, we talked about the breaking Ted podcast. Um, I think that was the point, right? Like we weren't, I wasn't like looking at the shows we were doing at that time thinking like, my God, this is great stuff at all. 
but something about watching Starcade '89, I was like, man, this is fun, or whatever it was we were watching. And and it it all it honestly it came down to conversations that you and I had had plenty of times when we were frustrated with things that were going on with with wrestling and the independent scene, and it was just like. Why, why am I doing this? And it's ultimately to just still be spending weekends with your friends. Mm. And I think that's what it, what it ultimately came down to. And I mean, yeah, it's like, Oh, Hey, I'm just getting to watch this, this pay-per-view from almost 20 years ago. And then just getting to talk about it with one of my friends who I'm very like-minded with and just, Oh, Hey, did you see this? What did you think of this? Just, and getting to talk about that. And then also, share our experiences together and just like, Oh, Hey, this reminded me of this story. And this reminded me of this story. And Oh, Hey, did you hear this? And I just, honestly, that's what I miss most about being removed from wrestling. Cause I mean, I, I haven't seen you since May of last year. Yeah. Has it been that long? That's crazy. It's almost been a year now. Yeah. So this is, we're taping this in, uh, beginning of April. Yeah. So it's almost been, it's almost been a year since I've seen you. Well, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. I guess it has though, but yeah. And that's the thing is I feel like wrestling in a lot of ways is kind of like high school, right? Like high school. I never was like, Oh, I love high school. It was so great. But that's like the last time you see a lot of these people. It's true. And, and then and much, and much, and much like high school and much like wrestling, I never peaked. So. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that was a good one. But, uh, <laughs> like when, when you're in high school, it's like all these people, like I, I had a guy over to podcast probably about a year ago and he's, he's not a wrestler or even involved in wrestling, but he's starting to do some stuff with music. And I thought that was cool, but I was like, you know what? This is my podcast. I can do whatever I want. So I had him over to kind of talk about it and just talk about high school days. And like, we, we start thinking, I'm like, man, what's the last time I saw this guy? And I think I ran into him at the gym randomly like four or five years ago, but up before that, it was probably a decade. It's like, it couldn't have been that long, right? Like, cause I, well, I you know, I, you hear stories of, oh, you lose touch, but it's like, ah, you, you don't really lose touch, but I mean, you really can. And, and that's, I don't know. I think that's one thing that's been the greatest thing about actually doing a podcast is that it allows me to have, you know, I guess an excuse as it were to to talk with people, not through a text or whatever, but yeah. just, Hey, come on the show. Let's, let's talk about wrestling or whatever, you know, whatever we want to talk about. Like I didn't come into this thinking we were going to be breaking down, you know, this breaking Ted podcast we did, but why not? Yeah. I mean, that that's one of the things you, you and I start talking, you, we really, we don't have like an outline or anything. We never know what's going to be coming up, but, um, you were, you were talking about time and just how long has it been? And obviously we're coming out of COVID and all the things that we dealt with in 2020 and 2021. And it's, that has screwed up my perception of time so much. Cause it felt like where, a, a, a decade that was like a year and a half. Yes. And on top of that as well, um, it's just like, I haven't, there, there are people so I I went down to Dixon Street. I took my my fiance. That's another thing. I've gotten engaged since the last time that you and I talked. Yeah, congratulations um, on that, we, by the way. Thank you, thank you very much. We went to go see uh, we went to go see Hamilton at the Walton Art Center here in in Fayetteville, and Arkansas beat Gonzaga. It's the 
you know, Arkansas beat the number one team in the NCAA tournament. And I just told her, I was like, we're in Fayetteville right now. Like, this doesn't happen very often. Let's go have a drink. And while we were down there, I saw my old roommate that I had not seen since 2019. This is a guy that I literally lived with. I worked with him and everything. And it's just like, I haven't seen you in two and a half years. Like, we spent all of this time together. And it was just us catching up. And obviously, I, you know, I'd had some some drink and everything. And my fiance was just like, I've never seen you like that sentimental drunk before. And I was just like, I haven't seen this person for two years. Like that just blows my mind that just my, my whole perception of time is gone at this point after, after COVID. Well, yeah. And I know, um, back in, uh, October of 2020, 2021, excuse me. Um, one of our buddies, Elvis Aliaga's brother, Ash actually was having a bachelor party in Kansas city. And so, a bunch of us all got together to go to his bachelor party. There's probably seven or eight of us, you know, gamble was there. Webb was there, but I, I hadn't seen Webb since like 2017. I hadn't seen gamble in about a year. I hadn't seen Elvis in probably two or three years. And same with Ash. And like, there's other co- couple of guys, Josh and Dave. And so other guy named Britton who I hadn't seen probably in five, five plus years. And it's one of those things. It's like, how the hell does it, is it that long? You know, like, why is it that long? It's, and yeah. it's, of course we always say like, Hey guys, we need to like do get together more. We need to do that. And, and it's not that I don't think people, it's not that they don't want to, or that they're like, yeah, we're not doing that. It's just, dude, I mean, the days are long, but the, the years are short. You know, I heard someone say yes. that analogy one time. I was like, wow, that is so true. But, but with that, do you think that's one reason why we all hang on to like, wrestling and put up with so much of the bullshit is so that we can be around each other on weekends. Okay. So so, we don't, so, so that we don't have the, we don't have the, Hey, I haven't seen you in two or three years. A hundred percent. And, and I, and I equate this back to, um, I saw someone post a, and it might've even been you, or at least you commented or reshared it, but it was the Sandlot picture, right? All the, all the boys from the Sandlot. And I said, one day it was the last time they all played outside, but no one knew it. I was like, damn, you know, like, cause you think about it. I had a group of neighborhood kids I played with and I remember one kid being like, Oh, we're moving to Michigan. I'm like, Oh, okay. I've never, I've never seen him since, you know? And it's like, you think about it, it's like, wow, that's, that's pretty wild. How, how your life can change. And I think for, for us, absolutely. I think that's why we, we stay with wrestling, right? There's always the camaraderie aspect of it, even if it's, not always people you're absolutely best friends with. It's like, you want to stay, stay around and be around them and be in the circle, I guess. And, and I feel like, you know, we, we kind of talked about it before we got recording, but there was a period in our lives in 2017 where we had that sandlot moment of like mm-hmm. this tight knit group. And then it's like little by little it changed and went different directions. And it's like, and I think in that moment we all hung on, right. Because of like how good it was. Yep. But then it changes, and I know I'm being vague. I apologize to the listeners, but hey, hey, we'll 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 be vague if you know, you know. If not, and it's just, you know, that that's us, that's us being us. And it was a great time. It was in in, in my life, and however like, it ended and everything, how... like I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look back at it and say it was an absolute blast getting to spend, you know, every weekend with my friends, and you know, getting to wrestle, like you. 
you, you dream about that situation and we got to do it for, you know, a few months in 2017. So, and I looked forward to that day. I couldn't wait for that day. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to get there early because this is going to be a blast. And then, like I said, little by little, it changed and it went away. And now it's like this thing that I love, I hate. <laughs> anyway, but it's kind of like, I think wrestling is that, right? Like, not to mention, like, if you go to a show, and I'm sure you've been there too, where you're in that mindset, I want to see all my friends. I want to be around what I love, this industry. All of a sudden you look around a locker room, it's not your friends anymore. It's all diff- It's all people you don't know. You're getting bad creative for a match. So now, now, so like, with, why are you there? So, so with that, uh, my my last match was was last year. That's when we saw each other. Uh, what was OKX two, and it, it it kind of was that in that situation where there were a bunch of people there that I didn't know. Sure, but. Like, again, coming off of COVID, there were a bunch of people that I hadn't seen in a really long time. Yeah. And it wasn't even necessarily like a bunch of people that I was you know, super close to, even when I was wrestling with them regularly. And it was just, but it was one of those things where, man, it's so good to see you. Like, it, it just, it put a bunch of things into perspective and just getting to go out there and have a super fun show and get to do, get to do these things and get to have like, one more huzzah or whatnot. It was just an absolutely like incredible experience with that. And just every good thing about wrestling was, you know, that, that last time that I got to see you. No, I, so. I, I know exactly what you mean. And do you think, I mean, cause I, I, I think I know the answer to this, but just for the sake of the podcast, when you quote unquote, kind of catch that lightning in a bottle. It's hard to, to just be like, well, I'm good now. Right. Like it's hard to say, it's hard to say just I'm content. It, it, it really is. But in like, in that moment with John, like getting to have that. And here's, here's the other thing is I put so much work into that. Like we knew that Matt, we knew that match was happening we got to we got to train together, you know, we got to we got to work out in the ring together. We we did everything. We became so close. And then on top of that too, like it became almost therapy sessions when we got to work out together mm-hmm. because I you know, it's it's we're in the COVID era. Like we're not getting to actually get to really talk or, you know, be around people and just working working for that and then literally going out and getting to have this match is the first time that it's the, it's the only time that my fiance has ever seen me wrestle and just been like, this is the like absolute best version of me that I've ever put out. Like ever. It's it. I am. I'm the most, I'm the most proud of that. I, if it was school, any other sport, e- even, even wrestling when I was trying to go for it, I was like, I've never worked for one single moment like that. So, getting to have that experience and been like, I'm done. Like this, this is it. Um, I, I went over to John's house afterwards and I literally burned my boots. Cause I was like, I, it, it's not, it's not topping this. I'm, I'm not, I'm not coming back. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't have that itch to, to come back. Cause there's always like, man, I fucking like, I love wrestling. 
it, it's it's been a part of me since I was seven years old. Um, but just I, I go back and I think about that, and it's just like, why tarnish that? Like I I, I had this absolutely incredible moment where I got to go out be the absolute best version of me that there has ever been. Like, why would I want to tarnish that? And it's just, and that, that's, that's what, that's what gets me back. And I'm just like, no, like I'm, I'm done. And there, there are moments where I'm, where I'm not content because I know that I could probably get back to a decent point, but I'll never have that again. And it's just that, that chapter in my life is, is done. Well, so believe it or not, I, I I had that moment too, but mine was in New Japan, and and you know as weird as it seems, that whole era we're talking about was post New Japan, but mm-hmm. I often wonder like if I had just wrapped it up then when I kind of wanted to already, like yeah I would have missed out on some really good times, but like was that the right call? And I and I kind of question that at times because. You know, I, I kind of left in a in a bad place as far as like mentally how I felt about the industry. But man, it's wrestling is such an emotional roller coaster. Um, it really is health, but that, everything. Like, there's so much happening more than just like what people see. I think like what is going through your mind and everything involved. That it's like you said, it's it would be so easy to just put your boots back on and. But then now it's like, okay, you're wrestling this random guy, match number three, and it's like, well, wait a minute, like I want that feeling back, like you know what I mean? It's not, mm-hmm. that's not the same now. No, and that that's that that was one thing that was so nice about um, getting to come back and getting to wrestle John and do you know the thing that we did was just like. I had I had literally not been in a wrestling ring for two years. Like no one had seen me, no one had done anything. I had I hadn't done anything. And honestly, like before that, I thought I had a pretty good send off. Like I lost, the, I I was not in good shape by any means. I was not proud of physically how I looked. But I had a match with Luke Langley, who, by the way, if you don't know who Luke Langley is, please look him up. He is an absolute stud. Yeah, and he I, works I plan to get off, him like, on this show soon. Like that, he is so talented, and I just I w- I will put him over, you know, until the cows come home. I absolutely love that guy, and that that's that's one thing that bothers me is that I wasn't in a better place when I wrestled him because he's amazing. But we had a match, I lost, and it was like a loser leaves town match, and we did this post match angle where. Um, the announcer comes up to me and he's just like, Aaron Andrews, what are you going to do now? And I don't say anything. And I just walk off like into the darkness and they start playing like the incredible Hulk, like ending theme from like the bill Bigsby series. I remember that. Yes. And it's just like, that's it. Like I was like, man. And then as we're talking about doing this thing with John, I'm like, okay. Like I had like, I wasn't happy with how I looked, but God damn it. That is such a good way to go out and it's, it, it ties up so many things and it's just, it's so great. It's, it's funny. It's sad. It, it ties into my, my love of uh, comic books and the incredible Hulk. And then, you know, just getting to come back and do this thing with John and then getting to do the thing with Tommy and Wes, which I would love to talk to you about with that. Cause you had 
I believe you had no idea that that match was happening afterwards. Uh, no, I did. I, ha- I have I have some inside information. So, I, oh I, damn it! The the other announcers didn't know, but uh, okay, I, okay. I, but somebody had given you the Iggy. Yeah, I'd gotten the Iggy, and, and what's funny is um, I don't know if you can tell in commentary, but the Burnham didn't know. He's sitting next to me, and he's like 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 trying to write stuff down. Like while that's like all taking place, because he didn't know, obviously. Okay. So, uh, but yes, that, but yeah, basically, you turned a a very long singles match into a immediately into like this tag team death match, right? Yes, and that I mean that was that was the other thing too is like we originally thought it might possibly be two nights, so we were going to try to set up that tag match for you know night two. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up becoming like, oh, it's only going to be one night. And then John and I were like, we kind of want to put some guys over on like on the way out because I haven't wrestled. John hasn't wrestled. It's just we didn't want to make it about us. Like we like obviously we wanted to close that chapter on like me and him going out and having this killer match, which in hindsight, if I could, that would be the end of it. But um, no, no offense to Tommy or Wes. It's just that that 25, 30 minute period that I had with John was legitimately lightning in a bottle and the the best version of me that there's, there's ever been. Um, but we wanted to put some, some other guys over and we got to tell this amazing story with them. And yeah, and we just did a completely unadvertised, essentially death match in Oklahoma that the commentators had no idea about. And I'm pretty sure half the locker room didn't know about either. So, it's just, it's a lot of fun, and what what a way to go out. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there's got to be, I've heard Jim Ross say this on his podcast, not to, you know, coin a phrase or anything, but he's, he's absolutely right. There's two things in wrestling that are important, cash and creative. You want to know what money you're making, and you want to know what you're going to be doing. And really, that's kind of the driving force with every issue in wrestling, right? It's money. Or what am I doing? And I think you know, yep. to a certain level, if you get up to a big time level, they can throw enough money at you. You're like, all right, <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'll go do whatever you want. But but that creative aspect, I think, is always such an important thing to what you're what you're doing in, in wrestling. And I think so when you get creatively fulfilled. My my point I was trying to make is when you find that and you get to that point where you're like, this is exactly what I, this is my vision of what I wanted, right? Like when you say like, I want to be a pro wrestler, this is it. And so to go back now and, and now you're, you know, just wrestling some random guy on some random show. Where's the creative fulfillment in that? Exactly. Um, It's hard to go back. And what's, what's when you're like, Oh, I want to be a pro wrestler. And this, this is what I want to be. This is, this is completely random and specifically just for me is when, when I got into wrestling at like Sean was my guy. Right. Like, um, I watched survivor series where he dropped the belt to Sid and literally cried myself to sleep because Sid vicious cheated to beat Shawn Michaels for the championship. He hit him with the camera. He hit him with the camera and hit Jose Lothario. That absolute son of a bitch. (laughs) But in my last match, I came out pretty much dressed like Sid Vicious. Well, that's <laughs> because <laughs> that's that's how I won. That's how I wanted to go out because I'd got I I'd watched so like I I'd been watching all of these things. I came out in the black trunks, you know, the one elbow pad, 
the white wrist tape, the the leather vest. I you know I was throwing power bombs and I was just like, I don't want to go out trying to be like Shawn Michaels. Like I want to go out this completely different version of me that no one's ever seen before. You know the the long hair, and I was just like, and and Sid was one of those guys I wanted to look like. I wanted to look like shit or uh, Sid and Shibata. And I just wanted, I just wanted black trunks and black boots. And I just wanted to be a wrestler because at the end of the day, I wasn't super charismatic. I wasn't a great promo, but I felt like I could at least get it done, you know, within the ropes. And so hope, hopefully I presented that in my last match. Now that you've moved past that, cause like you said, like as we record this, it's almost been a year, which I didn't even realize it had been that long, but is it like, like you, I know you have the itch to still perform, but is it hard to maintain like civilian life at this point? Like that's such a weird adjustment. I think for, for being a guy that's a pro wrestler doing all this stuff, grinding, hitting the road, traveling, all that stuff. Now it's like, well, that's over. Like it's a, it's to me, it was a weird adjustment. It's, it's been, it's been a little, a little strange. Um, I honestly got a text from, um, one of my fiance's coworkers were, were, you know, we're putting out stuff for the reception, which by the way, I've got to give you some, some information and everything about that when we get done potting. Sure. Um, but he was just like joking around. He's like, Oh, is there going to be like a wrestling ring at the reception? And I'm just like, no, like it's, it's a chapter of my life and I'm very happy to move past it. Like it, it it's a part of me, but it's not, I don't, it's not something that defines me now. See, and that's so like, interesting to me because I think sometimes, you know, I mean, Aaron Anders isn't your shoot name. That's what I use on here because no. people know you as, but. Oh, and, and it's fine. And honestly, I, I, I have friends that just still refer to me as Anders, right. which I think is hilarious, which I mean, like I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I will 100% answer that for, for the rest of my life. But my real name is Aaron and a- Anders is a TV character from, Battlestar Galactica, which is my tattoo. And I, I, I do, I do think it's funny that people will call me that for the rest of my life, but it's also one of those things where, you know, I am 33 years old. And from the time that I was, I'm trying to think I'm doing math right now. Um, it's 2012. So 2012, you know, 10 years ago, I've been Aaron Anders to people. Right. So that's how people probably were introduced to you. That's how I was introduced to you, you know? So, yeah. So it's hard to kind of go back on that. But what I find funny is I, and I feel like me and you are in almost exactly this way. Wrestling isn't who we are. It's just something that we did. Yes. You know what I mean? Like me and you have a ton of other interests besides wrestling, like comics, movies, television, whatever it might be, action figures, we have all these other things. And yeah, wrestling kind of ties into all of that to some level or some degree, but it's not who we are. So, and I don't know if, I don't think it was meant offensively, but they were like, hey, is there going to be a wrestling ring at your reception? That's, oh, cr- it, that's it, cringy, it, it, isn't it? It, it, he, he, he didn't mean it like that. Sure. But it, but it, it was one of those things where, it, yes, yes, it is, it is cringy. And I mean, I ultimately, you know, that, that's, that's my, newest version of the you know it's fake right yes where it's just well hey is there you know just bringing up like a wrestling joke because they know that you did it or that you're into it and it's just it's like hey like you know 
it it is what it is. It's that that great wrestling expression that I believe I heard from you for the first time. Is it is what it is. It's something that I'm going to be living with for the rest of my life. But I don't regret anything that I did with wrestling or you know chasing this dream because how many people chase their dream mm-hmm. at the end of the day and ultimately you know my best friend I met because of wrestling um like John John is 100% my best friend I love that guy to death I've got Jason I have you and it's just you you three I would literally have not met if it wasn't for wrestling yeah, and, and it's weird when you kind of think about it in those terms. It's like how in wrestling, like, I don't see a lot of these people in public, right, or ever have, but they're always at the wrestling shows. It's always that mm-hmm. way. And, you know, and I think I think back to, like, 2007, I'm wanting to move to Missouri to pursue pro wrestling, and... And I and I've met people. We're not met, but like been reacquainted with people from you know high school and such. Because I graduated in '04, I'm a little bit older than you, and and they they bring back stuff from like high school. And I'm thinking like, dude, I've lived three lifetimes since then. You know, like mm-hmm. I've done so much as far as like wrestling and meeting random people and just crazy ass stories that people wouldn't believe since well, that that's, time. That, well, that's the other thing too. Is I mean. Okay, so how many people like just stay in a bubble? A lot, you know. Like they 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 make they make the wrestling joke about forty milers and everything, but I just mean in life. Like how many people from your hometown, you know, make more than you know one trip, one or two trips a year uh, out of yeah, that town? Exactly. They get to they get to go on vacation. Where we as wrestlers were spending every weekend making ridiculous drives, meeting all of these new people in different states and different cities. And it's just and when when you think of it with that aspect, it's ridiculous. Like in in the in the time that in the time that I wrestled, the amount of states and um, you know different cities that I wrestled in, and I like I honestly I didn't really do anything in professional wrestling. Like I tried to grind and everything, but at the end of the day, I didn't do anything. But I still, you know, met so many different people and got out there and got to travel to all of these different places. And it's just like, how many people get to do that? Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I remember there was a guy I know in wrestling who told me he was dating a girl who was exactly like you're describing, you know, from Tulsa, never left Tulsa type of thing. And he, I guess in first date or two conversation asked like, well, if you could go anywhere, where would you go? And she picked some random beach. And I don't remember which one it is right off the top of my head, but it was some beach. And he's like, okay, why? Well, they just have the whitest sand I've ever seen. And he's like, well, every beach has white sand. And, <laughs> and, and, and his whole thought was like, she's never experienced life. Like, we're, we're so different because, like, she's been to Tulsa and then, like, that beach. And that's her life. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. That, I mean, but that's that's a lot of people, right? Like, you know, I've, I think I've wrestled in like 15, 15 or 18 States or something like that. Japan. I know you have as well. Like it's, there's so much well, experience in that time. It's, it's almost I mean, like trying to catch up. It's, 
It is, but it's it's also it's also ridiculous. I, this this is a conversation that I've had a couple times with some friends. It's like you're in an elementary school and they're showing you all of these, you know, the Great Wall of China, the pyramids, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to get to see all of these things when you're when you're a little kid, mm-hmm. and then you think about it, and as you're getting older, and you're just like, there's not even like one like my kindergarten class that's all of these things. It's like there's not even one percent of this class that's going to get to see these things. Yeah. And then you and I, because we chased a dream that people thought was very dumb. I'm sure we got to go to another country on someone else's dime doing what we wanted to do. Like pretty that incredible. Still blows, about it. That that's, that still blows my mind. Yeah. Like I li- I spent three weeks in another country for professional wrestling on somebody else's time. Well, yeah. And I remember, you know, having sponsors, you know, it it really hit more when I was in new Japan because I was around such big names there, but I'm I'm just going to, since you're talking about sponsors and everything, stone cold still, thank you so much. If you're listening to this, we love stone cold. It was an absolute. Yeah. We love stone cold. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. And, you were very, very good to all of us. Just want to say thank you. Uh, not Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> but uh, it's a sponsor out there named Stone Cold. And uh, he, yeah, he took us out to Ribera. I, I, I think I told him to take you to Ribera. I hope he did. And uh, he, uh, he took me to Kabuki's restaurant. I was there when WWE was in town, so Ribera was kind of booked up. Okay, well, Kabuki's is good too, though. Like, did you have the skewered he, steak and stuff? He, oh, God, I, I ate so well when I was over there. Oh, dude, like, that's the best. We we could talk. We we could do an entire podcast just talking about Japanese ice cream. Oh, so, God. oh, it's the best. Yeah, but I mean, but like you said, like we could do an entire podcast talking about Japanese food without a doubt. And how many people can can say that, right? Like, I mean, like at the end of the day, I'm just some kid from Oklahoma. You're just some kid from Arkansas. We shouldn't have lived that life. Did we get as far as we wanted to in wrestling? I would say that that's probably a no, but. We got a lot farther than a lot of people did. And I think that's at least something I've always thought I can at least hang my hat on. Yes, exactly. And that's and and at the end of the day, like that's what it's about. And I'm I'm completely at peace with what I did in wrestling. Yeah. Like I I went for it, I got to do this, I got to I made incredible friendships. I'm talking to one of my best friends, like not just in wrestling but in life right now. Um I, I met incredible people. I got to work with and be in the ring with people that I had watched growing up on television, just still absolutely insane. You know, I traveled all across this country. I got to go to another country on somebody else's dime. And then at the end of it all, I got to have a match with my best friend being the absolute best version of me that there's ever been. And like, fuck it, man. That's, you know, that's, that's me. About. That's me hitting. That, that's that's me hitting my dream. Well, so. you know, and, and I talked to guys about this before too, and I think this is the, the the problem with wrestling is none of us have an exit plan, right? We, it's I want to be a wrestler. I don't know how to do that. Okay, well, I'll get trained. So you get trained, and now you wrestle, well, and then you we, hope we, to make it somewhere and make big money. But like, what about what if you don't? Or what if like well, well, you don't well, get there? Well, what do you the, do? Even the people that make big money, they don't have an exit plan for it. Right. 
it's just it's it's one of those things where you know where where those people that always dreamed of being a being a pro wrestler and i mean it's such it's such an absolutely like crazy dream it's not a good business model there's no retirement or anything afterwards and when we get into it we're young we're dumb we get taken advantage of with with bookings we'll do anything because we're it's like oh you got to pay your dues and also it's like oh it's my dream i want to do anything i'm going to sacrifice and it's just mm-hmm. like it's like no that's, that's not that's not the way you should do it and by the time that you know you get to a certain age you're you've either made it or you're burnt out and you're bitter or it's just one of those things and you know at the at the end of the day honestly like what we should have been doing is working a job that has a 401k, putting money into the market and trying to like save up for retirement and a house. But, you know, we, we were, we were chasing a dream and right. thankfully, you know, th- thankfully we didn't get, we didn't get hurt. Yeah. You know, we, we got out and we're doing okay now and it's, it's life after wrestling now. Well, what do they call that when it's like you're uh you, you develop feelings for the person that kidnaps you. You know what I'm talking about? I, I do. I do. I, I can't, oh, man, I can't think that? of What is that called? People are gonna... I can't think of I can't think of it. Yeah, they're, they're yelling at us right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, it's like, uh, it's like a, like it's a nurse's name or something like that. But um, that's what wrestling is sometimes, right? <laughs> it's like we, yeah, well, we, we develop fondness for the, uh, for the one thing that's like the worst thing for us. Well, it's, it's, I, I, there's, there's this quote and I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher it, but it, it's the, I think, I think it was from a Nigel promo, which by the way, now that that's come up, I have to mention this real quick because it's absolutely insane. I've never mentioned it publicly, but, um, it's pro wrestling is that abusive, abusive ex-girlfriend where you remember all of the good times that you had together. Mm-hmm. So you keep like going back, even though she treats you like absolute shit. Yep. So it, it, it's that. And then finally you, you realize that, Oh, Hey, there's this other thing over here. that's absolutely amazing for me. Yeah. And will like, and will treat me right. And if I like work towards this, it will actually take care of me for the rest of my life. And I think that, you know, I mean, obviously like we still have our toes like dipped into pro wrestling but it's nothing like what it was. Like we're we're on the, we're on the outskirts of it now, so, and we're li- and we're and we're living this life outside of wrestling. I just looked it up. It's happy. called uh, it's called Stockholm syndrome. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but but it's Thank the it's the truth. And so when you hear things like that, it's like, man, how could you have this fondness for some someone who was so bad to you or whatever? And it's not that I think wrestling was bad. Maybe that's not the right word. I think it just wrestling's a very bitter hardened industry and I I remember man I was in Harley's Academy been there like two years so I'm not bitter but I'm like gosh dang I really hope something starts to happen and we'd have these kids show up 18 years old honestly they don't have a prayer of making it just by looking at them but you never know and their parents would be there and they would ask Harley well how long before he goes to WWE and it's like Dear God, like, do you have not a well, clue? It's, but, but pro wrestling, I mean, like you look at it as a, if you're looking at a sport and there's, you know, junior high, high school, varsity, college, WWE, there's nothing like that with wrestling. 
Yeah, which is so true. You think, so, so every other thing you have a timetable. Wrestling, you don't. Wrestling is 100% like being ready for it and luck. To me, I I feel like wrestling correlates a lot more closely to, like, music or acting. Yes. Like, I mean, you can be the best actor in the world. If you don't have, like, the right look, yeah, you might get cast as a villain. You might get cast as, like, you know, a random character, but you're not the leading man, most likely. No. And I think music is the same way. Like, if you – and I also think, too, independent wrestling is a lot like live music, right? Like – if you're, if you're I, that that that's that's been my comparison forever. When anybody asks me about it, and I'm like, pro wrestling on the independent level is like being an unsigned band, yeah. where you are working these absolute shit gigs for low money. You're hoping to you know sell merchandise, and you're hoping that somebody sees you, and that you can get a big enough fan base where people start demanding you, and then bookers and then promoters and everything have to bring you in because you've made yourself invaluable. Right, and and, and it, again, it, that, you, that that's a great correlation. Right, and I think because of of wrestling, you know, I've always often wondered this: is like, how does WWE fill up an arena with fifteen thousand people? But if you get two hundred in some random gymnasium or armory, you're ecstatic on an independent level. That's like a huge difference in numbers, and uh, it is. And is it because WWE is like what they know? It's the brand they know. Is it the same reason more people are going to buy Coca Cola than like Sam's Choice or Shasta? Well, I mean, I mean, honestly, I think at, at this point now, like WWE is a brand, and people are buying the brand. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, WrestleMania sells on WrestleMania as right. opposed to like when we were growing up, it was just like it's Austin and The Rock wrestling at WrestleMania. Like that's that's the match. Now it's like it's WrestleMania. Tickets are going on sale. We haven't announced any kind of match or anything. We've already sold, you know. 40,000 tickets right. just on the fact that it's WrestleMania because it's it's a it's a spectacle. People have to go because it's going to yeah. be huge. It's going to be big. We have to be a part of it. So yeah, let's go watch WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, speaking of like traveling and with that, real quick, I just I have to go back a little bit when I said the Nigel thing, and so I've, I've never mentioned this. On the way to Japan, they changed my gate, so. I, I was moving and the flight was coming out. And as I'm getting ready to literally board the plane that is taking me to Japan, Nigel McGuinness is coming off of the plane. Just totally random. Totally random. And me, who grew up on Ring of Honor, um, I do did a lot of Nigel McGuinness-inspired things in, in wrestling. I, you know, um, I had to be like, Hey, like, can I just talk to you for a brief second? And I was like, you know, I didn't want to bother him or anything, but I got to talk to him for like two or three minutes before I'm about to get on my plane to go to Japan. And it's just like, this is absolutely insane. Like the, and it, it, it still just, it blows my mind that like, here's this guy that I've watched, like, you know, high school all the way through and I'm getting ready to live I like I, I know I'm never going to make it to WWE. This is the closest I'm going to get to scratching off like the number one thing off of my bucket list and one of my idols. Like I'm literally meeting him. I'm just like this is this is absolutely it just it still blows my mind talking about it. And I've never mentioned it publicly. Like only a couple people know that story. 
But I mean, so. you think about that. Like, what if it was? What if it wasn't Nigel McGuinness? Right? Like, it's it, it's so weird how things kind of just happen in life, right? Like, like that is such an incredible story. It's like the one guy that I mean, I know how much he meant to you as a performer. And literally, you're in that one moment. You're like, dude, I'm about to go to Japan. You're a big reason why I'm doing this. Like, that's crazy, man. Yep. Just absolutely insane. Um, so let's talk Aaron in 2022. Like, are you still watching wrestling? Um, I, I, I I talked to a guy earlier for an earlier podcast I recorded, and I and I explained that I was like, I follow it. But I can't honestly say that I watch it anymore. Like, what is it like for you? Like, are you avidly watching stuff? Like, do you I, catch I'm things here av- and there? I'm not avidly watching anything. I say that having literally just spent $200 on a WrestleMania chair because I didn't have one. And I had a good time. And I was just like, hey, I want I want one of those, those WrestleMania chairs. Um, but no, I keep up with AEW via YouTube and I, I, I read results. I keep up with things that my friends are doing um, in other companies, whether it be, you know, AEW or um, different independents. But I can't, aside from WrestleMania and maybe the last AEW pay-per-view that we were talking about beforehand where it was, I know it wasn't even the last one because I didn't watch Kingston and uh, Jericho. I watched the the one that had Kingston and uh, Punk on it. Okay, yeah, full gear. Yeah, I that one was. Yeah, so that was I watched that pay per view. Uh, one of my really good friends, he is a big AEW fan, and anytime that they come to Milwaukee or there's a pay per view in Chicago, I will drive up and go to like watch the show with him. But I'm not really watching nearly as much as I was. I, well, obviously I'm not watching as, as much as I was. It's it's crazy to think how much wrestling I actually used to watch back in the day. But sure. between between having a full-time job, uh, wanting to live my life, wanting to spend time with my fiance and hang out with my dog, there's not a whole... And, and also just there's so much other content out there as well. Yep. It's like... There's there's not a lot of time to sit down and watch uh, a three hour show on Monday, a two hour show on Wednesday, a two hour show on Friday, um, a premium live event that they call them now, which still drives me absolutely insane on PLE. on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I I was looking at Peacock the other day, and they've got all of the the stuff listed as premium live events now, and I just it's cringy. I, I I wanted to throw my fiance's coffee cup like across the like at my TV. Yeah. It's just like for pay per views. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, but, and what's funny is you mentioned Peacock. Um, I remember a couple like John Webb hit me up like randomly. I was at the gym, I think, and he was voxing me. He was like, "Hey, do you have a do you have Peacock?" I'm like, "Yeah." I I, I switched it over to Peacock when that happened. He's like. Have you noticed, like, if you go to watch a pay-per-view, when I was on the network, like, if I go to watch SummerSlam or, or whatever whatever one it started with, I can't even remember, but he said, and I remember this on the network, it was like a play now or watch from the beginning feature. Mm-hmm. So if it starts at 7 and it's 8.15, you can start it from the beginning and watch through. 
And he's like, Peacock doesn't have that, so you have to watch it live as it's happening. I'm like, right? And he goes, Oh yeah, that uh, sucks. And I'm like, Yeah, absolutely. Like Pe- Peacock's for for the network. Peacock's pretty garbage. Yeah, I mean, they. I, I mean, you used to have it. Uh, Pay per use, for example, you used to have it be be done. Um, you know, you could watch it match by match kind of thing, where mm-hmm. you like, oh, this is where the match starts, and now it's just like, oh, here's this three hour block, and you have to fast forward, and then. So it's kind of annoying. They also um, had them laid out like for an entire year, like yes. every all the pay per views of like 2000 or something would all be in now order. There's, fun. Now there's seasons. I saw like yeah, that was that was one sense. thing that was really weird. It starts it starts with Wrestle or no backlash. I guess is the beginning of the season, and they use WrestleMania as the the season finale. Yeah, which I, I saw that because this is this is random. I watched the Randy Orton Evil documentary that was on Peacock and I was like, eh, I kind of want to watch some like early Randy Orton things. And my, my fiance had never really seen any of that stuff. So we watched the reason I know that backlash is the, the season is I watched the backlash with uh Foley and Orton on it. And it said like episode one of season, whatever. Oh geez. And I was like, that's, I was like, that's like what, like, that's just so weird. It also mentioned the fact that uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H were wrestling for the WWE Championship at that show, and I was like, "That's not accurate at all." But okay, <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's like, it's it's like if, if you if it's like if you don't want to mention the other person that they're wrestling, that's fine. But that was definitely a World Heavyweight Title match. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Yeah, um, it's it's not it's it was them making a it was cashing in on some money, you know, like, and I get it. Hey. But I, I'd, I'd much rather I'd much rather have them, you know, cashing in with Peacock than continuously going and doing blood money shows in Saudi Arabia. But that's just me. So, well, I, I don't think those are going to stop. Though. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. And it and it's fine. And I I just don't watch them. And I pretend I that matches that happened on them never happened. So, yeah, it's um ever ever since they stranded the guys there. That has really rubbed me the wrong way, and it's kind of weird that they released all the guys that spoke out about that. Hmm. Right? It, it's crazy, and I don't know. Then, then there's also you know the whole fact that you know they bring out the guy who probably had like aside from Flair like the greatest retirement ever. And you're just like, oh, cool. You're you're coming out to to wrestle again. Like, I'm glad you're getting a big ass payday, but it just I'm like. Damn it! Yeah, but I'll 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 give him grief about that all the time. While like my favorite professional wrestler of all time is Terry Funk, and it's just like, man, you could come out of retirement tomorrow, and I'd be at that show. So sure, yeah, and and I think that's that's the unfortunate thing is like the the WWE the wrestling business will always be the wrestling business, and it's not always what we agree with or what we like, but yeah. Just, you know, you said it before. It is what it is. You know. Hey, if somebody was offering, if somebody was offering me, if somebody was offering me six figures to wrestle tomorrow, I'd I'd do it in a heartbeat. But that'll never happen. So like, I'm, I'm not. You know what? At the end of the day, it's just like write that man a check. So. Hundred percent, man. I mean, like you can't. I don't fault people for taking big money to go over there. No. It's just it is kind of a kind of a dirty thing, but. Dude, this has been awesome. We didn't even touch on action figures or comics, but I feel like there's no. Nope. I, I I am staring at a couple Batman figures right now in my man cave. Yeah. 
So, I mean, if, if you want to talk about some action figures, we can do that at another time. We, we definitely need to. We definitely – I need to get you on TV Toycast at some point. I, I, I would be down, so. Because I know, I know obviously that's that's something that's right up your alley as well. And Have you covered – have you covered the McFarland stuff? We the, haven't. Like we, we, multi- we haven't covered any uh, anything old or anything real new yet. Uh, we're trying to kind of keep it old school, but I do want to kind of infiltrate some newer stuff in there. Cause I got you. Whenever you get into the McFarland line, I'd, I'd be happy to uh, to guest on that episode. I know you've hit already like Masters of the Universe, which is another one of my big my big things. But yeah, anytime you want to talk some Marvel Legends or some. DC Multiverse or just McFarlane, I'm there for it. We actually just to... uh, did an episode on the first wave of the Toy Biz Marvel Legends from like 2002. Okay. And, nice. Uh, man, you know what's funny is like those hold up. Like for 20 year old figures, like they hold up. Like I was kind of like and, looking it over and like and thinking about the packaging and the, the comic and the, the stand. It's like, man, these are good. Well, they're. They're about to like re release like the 20th anniversary editions too, like the Marvel Legends stuff. But that, uh, I have that Hulk pre-ordered because Hulk's uh, my big one nice. as far as Marvel stuff goes. So. Yeah, that that stuff is so much fun. So we'll have to we'll have to do that at some point. And I know you're a big comic guy. We mean, and that's a, again, that's kind of how me and you connected beyond just wrestling, right? It was just that was a lot of I feel like our conversations in the locker room. Dude, you see this? Dude, you see this? And um, you know, I feel like that's kind of how we had obviously wrestling in common, but there was so much more to it than just that. Yeah. Well, I, I remember that conversation where you and I were both burnt out, and it was me, you, and I believe uh, it, was, it was Clint Cassidy, um, and we went to go see Ant-Man. And we were just like, man, I'd rather do this, just hang out with, like, watch movies on the weekends than go and, you know, throw ourselves at the ground. You know what's, not- what's funny is I had someone give me advice on that one time, and it's something I, 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 I will be honest, I haven't done a good job of doing, and that's... I've tried, but obviously we all live busy lives, but it's like, don't make wrestling the excuse to go hang out with your friends. Just go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a good point. He's like, just go to Missouri, hang out with him for a weekend. I'm like, yeah, yeah, why not? Like, there's no reason why we can't do that. And, and I know it's, it's easier said than done with work schedules and being busy and everything else. But I think it's important to make time for stuff like that because now you're not like, Wow, I haven't like I haven't seen you in a year. It's like oh, I haven't seen you in ten years. Like I don't want to get to that point with people. You know what I mean? Like, no, it just it, it's it's not a it's not a fun thing. It, it it really is not. Well, dude, do you have any uh any social media you want to plug or anything like that? Not not really. I mean this this is gonna sound slightly strange considering I feel like I've been pretty upbeat through all of all of this conversation. But uh, mentally, like social media has really taken it out of me. I'm not in the the best headspace when it comes to all of those things. So I'm honestly not on any of that. I posted on Twitter and Instagram. I was kind of taking a break. So I don't really have anything to plug. I don't know if I'm ever going to really get back on any of that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 for certain people. But again, it's also that life after wrestling and focusing on other things. Like right now, it's. you know, taking care of my home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, planning, planning this wedding with my absolutely beautiful fiance and, you know, just trying to cultivate all of that. And I don't know, it's social media for the most place. Most part seems to be a pretty negative place these days. And, uh, it's not something I necessarily want to take part in. 
No, I get it. And and I think the I, – I don't really – and I'm guilty of it. I think you probably are too. We all are. Like have you ever been watching a movie and you're scrolling Facebook and you're like, what, what am I doing? Like I don't give a shit about this, but I'm trying to watch this movie, but I'm not watching it. I'm mm-hmm. so captivated with this bullshit that I can't look past it. And so I've – I've been trying to, and this is not like a New Year's resolution or anything, but I've been trying to like keep my phone away from me when I'm watching stuff and just try to watch it. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, the, the the son of a bitch will ding when something, if you know, if I need to see something. Like otherwise, yeah. it's not a big deal. I, I'm like any that that's that's ultimately my thing. I'm like anybody that I want to talk to has my number. Yes. And if I'm, and if, and if I'm doing a certain thing right now that I'm not able to talk to them, if they want to talk to me, they have my number and they can contact me via that. And I don't need that distraction on my phone. I mean, it's great. There's, there's funny things, you know, there's reels on Instagram and TikToks and whatever you want to watch. Like I, I will still get on YouTube. I watch YouTube every single day, but it's just, I, I just, I don't want that distraction anymore. Yeah. I, and it's just, and, and honestly, for the, for the most part, the stuff that I'm reading, like even following the people that I want to follow and, you know, having that, it's still extremely negative for the most part. And it's just like, I'm having a hard enough day as it is. Mm-hmm. Like, so when, when I, when I come home, it's just like, I just want to be home. I want to be with, I want to be with my fiance and, you know, and then if, if I want to, you know, talk to one of my friends or one of my friends wants to talk to me, they have my number and then we can talk. And that, that, that's where I'm at right now. And I don't know if that's just me just getting older and, you know, just trying to, but also like, I'm not, I'm not wrestling anymore. So I'm not promoting anything. And it's just like, and I think that's why I haven't deactivate anything because I'm always promoting these podcasts, you know? Again, like I, I completely understand why you're on it, but I'm like I'm not promoting anything. Like, yeah. people don't need to know, like, what I'm what I'm up to. It's just like, I'm working. <laughs> it's like, I'm working. I, I, I live such a boring life now. It's like, I work, I run, I go work out, um, I got, I'm trying to, uh, you know, get into the stock market, and I got really into, like, doing dividend investments. Like, that's my, my big thing now. And it's just like, nobody gives a shit about any of that. So it's just like, I'm not, I'm not going to post about it. It's just like, I'm happy. I hope my friends are happy. And that's at, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's like, I just, I want to take, I want to take care of, of my family and make sure that my friends are good. And if that's, if that's the way the world is and that's the way my world is, I'm happy. So, well, I, I don't think it could be said any better than that. So we'll, we'll go ahead and end it there. But dude, like I said, we'll have to do this again, hopefully sooner rather than later. And it's, it's always fun to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, man. It's been a blast. And hey, Double Pistols 2-0 and on High Level Enterprise. Suck it, Gamble. Suck it, Webb. Love you. <laughs> All right, we are back here to close up the show on, you know it's fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in professional wrestling uh, as we close this one up a big shout out to my guest Aaron Anders um, and all the guests I've had more recently um, including Ryan Buds Nathan Estrada Alex Warren referee James Simpson and, and and many many more appreciate all you guys being on the show it's always so much fun to talk to all the different people um, and I'm sure a lot of them will be coming up again in 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 the future to 
to kind of do part twos. I think that's another fun thing on this show is just to have different people, different guests. I'm always kind of looking and thinking, like, I wonder who would be a fun guest to have on the show. So it's always it's always interesting the the guest I have I have some really good ones in the in the can too, uh, my guest next week will be Johnny Proof um, Johnny I when I first met when I first broke into wrestling we dive into that um, he's from Colorado he moved up to Missouri just like I did to train with the one and only Harley Race and uh, we talk about our early days in wrestling I actually haven't seen Johnny since I want to say 2008 so I haven't seen the guy in a decade plus which is kind of crazy to think but. Like, we just pick up, like, like we, there was no time missing at all. It's crazy. And, uh, fun, you know, Alex Warren was on the show a few weeks ago, and you guys heard about his time on The Weakest Link. Johnny was recently on Wheel of Fortune. Like, what the hell? Like, how do I meet two people in wrestling that are both on popular game shows? It's crazy, and it's fantastic. I love it. So we talk about that and his time in wrestling and... You know, he's a family man now, so we, we kind of dive into everything, but it's a really fun conversation. And uh, again, a guy that I just, I love having on the show. So I, you know, I'm going to continue to have more fun people on the show. Like I said, I, um, I won't reveal who it is, but I reached out to somebody, um, recently to do the show who I didn't really know well, but I thought he had a cool, um, social media presence. And I thought he might be a fun person to have on. Maybe not necessarily someone that I would like reach out to initially, but I thought, eh, he might be a fun guy to have on the show. Talking with him, I was just like, this was so much fun. Like, I, I was so just like, man, I want to have more people like that. And I also, I, I want to use this as a tool to help people promote stuff. So if you're working on something, a project, whatever it might be, and you want more people to hear about it, please hit me up. And I would love to do podcasts with people involving projects that they're working on. Um, kind of independently so that, you know, we can get more eyes on it, hopefully. And it, will it help? I, I don't know, but it couldn't hurt, right? And I think that that's what's, uh, that's what's cool is just getting more people to uh, to see all this stuff and, and ultimately helping out uh, all these uh, people that are, you know, entrepreneurial and trying to better themselves without just a nine-to-five job, so to speak. But yeah, Johnny Proof will be coming up next week. Of course, give uh, I want to give shout-outs to some of our podcasting buddies like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott and Scott Side Project, Drunk Wrestling History, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Jeez, um, what else do we have? I, I'm not... I'm doing this from memory, so... In the Marvels with Soda and Ethan, there's another one. Um, Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Kaylin. Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast with our buddy Richard Yule. There is Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Uh, Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. And uh, how about the Leisure and Lariat's Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Did I mention In the Marvels yet? I hope I did. I thought I did. So did Ethan. Definitely check them out. I love what those guys are doing. I definitely would like to do some collab with them in the future. They've actually both been a guest on here, but I feel like specifically Soda and Ethan, like together would be fun. Separately would also be fun because their their lives have changed with this show. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's more like, I would like to get their thoughts on, okay, you've done podcasts, but now you're doing a weekly podcast. Is this different? What approaches do you take? I think there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about there. So definitely would be, uh, would be fun to have them back on the show. So check that out. Check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour every Sunday. Check out No Holds Barred with Bill Benis when it drops. 
check out uh, the TV Toycast. You can check out all the episodes in the archives with new ones hopefully coming very, very soon. And uh, that's all I got. Thank you guys for checking out You Know It's Fake, Right? And remember, as the great Johnny Valentine once said, I cannot make you believe that pro wrestling is real, but I sure as hell can make you believe that I am. I'm Brian Breaker. This is You Know It's Fake, Right? And we'll see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. I've been a rapper a minute, and I can stand toe to toe with the best of the minute. Don't give a damn about critics, they talk a lot, but at the end of the night, I'm selling the tickets. All the tough guys avoid me, the ladies all adore me, paparazzi record me, I can put on a clinic, all my opposers are born.